Hi, it's Mickey Dolenz here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Hey guys, you know, the holiday Easter was like right around the corner, okay? Well, I've just got to ask you, people. Are you as big of a fan of peeps as I am? Boy, oh boy. I just love them, okay? Bye. I hate to admit, okay? This is the very first time. This is the very first time that I have been tasting so many tiny bones inside of them. I mean, really. Peeps are usually soft and squashy mellows of the marsh velietal. Marsh velietal. Yeah, okay. But this is something quite different. But, oh boy, oh boy. It's delicious. Hello, Inspirato Projector Radio. Thank you for your support, and thank you for playing Man Behind the Machine um, over many episodes. I'm a big fan of Inspirato Projector Radio. I like your experimental nature, uh, the way you guys weave in and out of different soundscapes, field recordings and interviews, and music, new music. As the statement always said, if you don't support new music, you don't support music. Also finding some relevance relevance and uh, nostalgia and sampling and and different things that we do here at Man Behind a Machine. Uh, So we'll keep uh, sending you guys some interesting sound collages from around the world, uh, from our backyard, from different time periods, uh, really pushing the bounds Here's your fun fact. In the 1920s, the Hollywood sign was lit by thousands of light bulbs, and the guy who changed the burnt-out ones lived in a little cabin near this sign. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Hey Google, what's an infodemic? Actually, there's no phone number for info. Go ahead and pick a contact on your screen. Hey Google, define infodemic. Hey Google, define infodemic. Hey Google, define COVID-19. According to World Health Organization, coronavirus disease COVID-19 is an infectious disease caused by a new virus that had not been previously identified in humans. It is 8.08 p.m. It is 4.20-2020. Interesting. 420 2020. Wow, interesting. 
before 2020. Huh. Um. Eight is infinity, of course. So we got double infinities. So, have you guys been having really vivid dreams too? Like me? Been having a lot of vivid dreams, very vivid dreams. I might have said in a past episode, in fact, there's a probably a very good chance I, I said in a past episode or a couple past episodes that I've been watching. Um, there's an app called Cinema HD for the Fire Stick, Amazon Fire Stick. You download that and you can see, similar to Cody, tons of just available TV shows and movies. I'm going to brew up some ozonated water. Now is a good time to do that. I've got an alarm on my phone. There's a, let's see, IFFT. I think that's the name of this. Uh, well, there's a, there's a website called IFFT. And uh, you can, oh yeah, IFTTT. That's what it is. IFTTT. And you can kind of set up these reminders to remind yourself. So I have a reminder that lets me know every hour it's time to drink water. I've also got one that reminds me uh, to meditate. Now, even though I might not fully adhere to those reminders each and every time, uh, it's still good to have the reminders. In fact, sometimes I'll be drinking water and then the alarm will go off. That reminds me to drink water. Uh, and, you know, I'm kind of excited about that because I go, all right, I'm, I'm ahead of the game on that one. So the last man on earth, I've been having dreams about that. It's so funny. <laughs> Will Forte. Oh, my God. This guy is absolutely brilliant. Just a brilliant, brilliant. Just a brilliant guy. Just just a just a just an amazing. Just a funny, funny actor. And. Uh, he writes it. I don't know if he directs it or not. I think they have different directors. And almost every episode, he's got a special song that he improvises on his guitar. And he, he doesn't even... Like, he'll tune the guitar, he'll strum it, he'll tune the guitar, but then he just... He, um, he just taps on it like it's like it's like a, like it's a conga drum. <laughs> and it's always the same tune. It goes, it's like to the tune of And then, and then it usually ends with Closure, 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 closure It's so, it's so funny So I've been like, just that, that, that part has just been like rolling around in my brain Whenever I'm doing dishes or, or anything in the shower Closure, 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 closure Oh my god There's a little kid in there who wears different costumes I don't know how you get away with something like that I know there's a parody law Um, like How do you, like, how do you get away with that? Like Mad Magazine How do you get away with that when you got Batman or Superman or what have you, do you just go ahead and just give them a different name? Um, like what, how do you do that? How do you get around that? 
So the kid, sometimes he's wearing Masters of the Universe costume. And it's like nobody knows where the hell does he get, where does he get these costumes? Oh, the first time they find him, he's wearing a Yoda costume. So he must, they must have been, they find him like in a log cabin all by himself. And uh, you never learn his story. You never learn like how he ended up in the log cabin. Did he grow up there? Did his parents die there? What the deal was. But He's always got different costumes on. Sometimes he's got a Batman costume, sometimes a Superman. What else have I seen him in? Hulk. I've seen him in Hulk. Uh, oh, I've seen him dressed as a cowboy. Um, God, what are some of the other crazy costumes? But somehow you just, they, they let him get away with it. Uh, I don't, who knows? Maybe, maybe, um, Maybe there's some sort of thing, licensing issue or something. But, oh, that's the other thing, too, is that they sing a lot of, like, popular songs in there. They sang Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, they sang Ghostbusters. They sang Sailing by Christopher Cross. That was awesome. And I can't remember if I told you guys this, but this is uh, it's just so crazy because... The show was shot in 2015. There were four seasons, and it takes place in. It take. It starts out taking a place one year after the virus. It says 2020, one year after the virus. So it's really quite interesting that I just so happen to be watching this now. And somehow these people, these. You know, this guy, and he ends up coming across more people. Somehow, they end up being immune to the virus, apparently, and getting through it, and uh, and finding each other, and then you just see the hijinks, hijinks ensue. So I've been watching that a lot. I think I mentioned in the last one, in the Mort Drucker episode, where on the evening of uh, April 9th, because uh, Mort Drucker, he, he passed away that day, one of the most extraordinary character artists of Mad Magazine, which, by the way, I just got my new issue in the mail today. This one is the Mad Mox music, so it's so it's all about concerts and all this stuff. Now, this was this issue was put together before the coronavirus, so you know the next issue is going to be very coronavirus heavy. And um, so, what I'm doing here, thanks to John Garside, the uh, director and writer. Co-writer, co-director of Max Neptune and the Menacing Squid. If you get a chance, check that out. That full movie. It's uh, four, basically 44 minutes after the credits. The movie itself is 4321. How cool is that? So that was a science fiction film where I get to fight aliens, shoot laser guns. Fly a rocket ship. And uh, John Garside knows a lot about Photoshop. So I sent him this black and white picture that I drew. And you could, if you go to my Instagram, boy, there's just so many avenues I want to talk about here. If you go to my Instagram, you can see, if you scroll through there, you'll see this black and white, you know, this drawing that I did. And uh, so... You know, on the evening of more, after more director passed, I decided to do a tribute to him. I sat down, I drew that first night, three hours, 
the next day two hours, the next day after that two hours, and then I just kind of finished drawing this thing on, on my own. And uh, and someone on there, they suggested, oh, send it into Mad Magazine. And I thought, whoa, how cool would that be? Because it's, it's, it's uh, COVID-related. And sure enough, on the Mad Magazine website, you can, you can uh, s- submit your art. So it's been a dream of mine to be published in Mad Magazine, to draw comics for Mad Magazine. So I've just got back on a roll. I'm drawing another one now. Now, to get back to the, to the other one, uh, he's like a vampire of sorts, who craves koala blood. He craves koala blood. That I sent off to John Garside. John Garside was able to work some magic. He was able to, to erase all of the white that was in there. Just erase it all and kind of make it a, a, um, a PNG. So it kind of just looks like a transparency, basically. Just the black marks. And uh, so then my buddy Brian Wisniewski, who, who I haven't talked to in a long time, been talking to him almost every day. Uh, he told me about this free program program called Sketchbook. So I downloaded Sketchbook, and a student, a former student uh, 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 that I used to substitute teach for, Ciara Berlin, phenomenal artist, phenomenal artist. She gave me her what is called a Wacom tablet, Wacom tablet, bamboo. And I've always wondered about these things. I've always wanted to try them out. Sure enough, these are these are you got a little plastic pen and you you draw on the surface. It's a, it's really it it was really we it still is still is really weird to try to get the hang of the pressure the you know moving my hand on it and and worrying. Okay, am I gonna am I gonna accidentally make something move here if I put my hand on this? What's you know how's this work? So, um, oh, I think, okay, I'm looking now. I think there's a safe spot here for me to put my hand. I think I'm starting to learn how the heck this is. Starting to learn. Oh, interesting. Oh, they got little, little side, little side things here that you're supposed to put your hand. Oh, dude. Okay, okay. I see. Okay, okay, okay. I'll learn, you know, I'll learn the behavior of this thing sooner or later. So I took the transparency of this thing. I took it into the sketchbook, and man, it's beautiful. Because I can put that the black marks as the top layer, and then the, one, the layers in the back, I can, just, I can just paint like a madman. You can use all kinds of different brushes. You can use it, you know, you can make it like it, it's got the behavior of a, of a pen. It's got the behavior of a, um, a, a paintbrush, a, Airbrush, and then you can adjust the opacity of it, the the strength of which it comes out. Oh, marker, yeah, just different different ones, and uh, it's 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 really 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 interesting, really interesting. My buddy Brian was telling me that since you can do layers, in a sense, you can kind of do a poor man's version of um, like like uh, animation of sorts. So, yeah, I'm going to see, I'm going to see, I'm going to see what I can do with this thing. However, man, it is just so much, so much fun. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk to you while I'm, 
want to mess with this thing. Oh my god, this is crazy. You can get the magnifying glass. Oh my god. So this is just such a joy that I can just freely draw. Like, I mean, I'm drawing... It looks like I'm drawing on top of of this, but but I'm but I'm not. It's actually drawing underneath. What the heck? Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, magnifying glass. You can zip right in there. Actually, that's what I'll do. It's a it's a, it's an interesting thing trying to get a get get the get the hang of. just takes a little bit of getting used to what is that the learning curve right do I get 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 through the learning curve so I'm just having so much fun utilizing this as if as if it were a painting as if I were you know using acrylic paint I suppose See, and then once you do the one thing and you realize, oh, you know, I could have been doing that this whole time. But, you know, each thing adds a whole new thing. Uh, so I just got to say, this is, this is so cool. Um, cannabis conundrum. And uh, awesome sauce. They, we've been communicating through Insta, Instagram. We came across, they came across this. Actually, uh, our good friend Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul, she told me about it. And then I ended up finding other anchor users on it. It's called Spoon. I actually sent an email to the help uh, email for associated with associated with uh, Anchor, letting them know about this service, a spoon. Because I said, look, you guys, you guys, I think this is something you ought to consider doing and get on quick because some of these, these Anchor folks are going over there. And wouldn't that be nice if you could just keep everybody in your, in your little community? Spoon is... It's interesting. It's, it gives you the opportunity, in a sense, to live broadcast your audio. And it's, that's been something I've been wanting to find and do. Because um, I can't do my radio show. My, my usual K-Chung radio show, which, which uh, before the virus, it was on the first and third Monday of every month. And so... I just, you know, I didn't, didn't go in, did not go in. But I've been looking for this kind of thing, where you could broadcast your audio live online and, and communicate with people. So this Spoon app enables, enables you to do that. You can talk with people. They can actually call in. 
you talk to them, you can go live. Okay, so you can, you can apparently you can upload pre-recorded stuff. That's something I'm gonna figure out. I think uh, Awesome Sauce Radio they figured out how to do that. They figured out how to do that. Um, it's just fun talking with them about conspiracy theories and stuff. It's 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 interesting when you discover new stuff and and you can share that with with folks. Um, who, you know, do, let's face it, conspiracy theories that they they uh, people people look like you know you look like you're nuts if you're talking about particular stuff. Um, but you know, it's think about Sherlock Holmes. Back then, they would have called him a conspiracy theorist. A lot of a lot of times, I think the term conspiracy theory is just kind of a it's a term that's just you know it's just kind of discounted. Just like, oh, okay, that's conspiracy theory. And then it's like, you know, just thrown out the door. It's not, there's not much uh, thought given, given to it after that. Um, and a lot of time people are like, well, I want evidence. You know, where's the evidence? Well, a lot of times Columbo didn't necessarily have evidence. Uh, Sherlock Holmes didn't have evidence. There was just a series of hunches and ideas and then connecting dots of things. And you know that's 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 what it is. You know, it's connecting dots. It's looking at stuff and going, hmm, this is interesting. This, uh, hmm, this connects to that. This connects to this. And it, it uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, uh, I, I've always appreciated the Robin Hood type of mindset, where okay, here we have this this, uh, whether it's a corporation, whether it's, uh, you know, the machine, the man, as some people say, oh, the man has got me down. Oh, it's the machine, man. It's the system. It's, through the years, you, they've, you know, we've used a lot of different terms for this kind of entity. And, uh, I, I want the people, us, me, you to be as boundless as possible not bound by a social construct which by the way during this covid stuff we're seeing a lot of social constructs tumbling down aren't we a lot of social constructs oil prices for a barrel of oil it is going down is that interesting because we'd always look at the uh, good boy good boy marky uh, we look at the oil tycoons as those who are kind of like in charge of ruling the world. Well, what happens when your power, in a sense, is kind of taken away from you? What happens when a barrel of oil that you'd normally sell for, I don't know, 50 bucks a barrel or something, drops to a dollar a barrel? What happens then? See, the idea of value is just such a... Uh, it's... This is, this is revealing to us that all of these things that we took as, well, let's say, common knowledge. Like, oh, that's just common, you know, that's just common, uh, common sense. Well, according to, you know, there's, there are different common senses, I suppose. One might think that the golden rule is common sense. However, when you're raised with the golden rule and then you come across people who don't follow it, 
let alone even know the phrase or the importance of you know all the benefits of following that it's going to be quite a you know there's there's a disconnect there you think it's common sense because maybe you were raised in a neighborhood where everybody followed that golden rule everybody you know maybe the businesses they 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 cared more about the the community and the people in their neighborhood than they did about trying to squeeze out the best um, market value or you know I don't know all those all those business all those business terms that most of you probably know better than I do so I've I've kind of you know I've been on the side of the people not necessarily steal from the rich and give to the poor but uh, kind of open up some eyes to to the to the haves open up the haves eyes and go look the have nots do not have this and yes the, you know there, there are plenty of reasons why um, people are not making their own money or doing their own kind of thing why they've turned lazy through the years maybe they used to have a lot of gumption and then they got uh, into a nasty marriage you know and your wife took everything from them or something. I don't know. I don't know all the intricacies. Um, but it's, I gotta tell you, like, brainwash is, is, a, is, a, is an interesting thing. If you're in an environment where you're taught that you don't mean anything or you're, your ideas have no value... That works itself in the subconscious is carried over into school and then you know all the various schools college high school all that razzmatazz and then into business and you know all that stuff it's like well if my opinions and my ideas don't matter then what's the point of me trying or you know in doing my best if if, if known as even is known known as recognizing it being rewarded being recognized for that stuff is a, is a big deal so anyway I like to the you know I think you've heard me kind of question this whole idea of like when people go oh it's just business oh well it's just business and do you know that whole just business aspect means no ethics, means no morals, humanity, humane, being humane. It's just, well, you understand, it's just business, you know? I mean, we gotta really make the most out of this thing. We gotta, we gotta, um, this is where it goes on the market. There's a retail value. A lot of times we'll see retail value on stuff. Oh, retail value? Who's, like, who's the authority of that? The retail value. Who, 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 who's the author of that retail value? So it's so funny. We're seeing that, for instance, so to get back to the oil thing, we're seeing the uh, prices dropping and we're noticing that whoa okay there was a value that was placed on this there was an assumption 
by these people that, but that this barrel is worth X amount of dollars. But then when people don't want to pay that for that, now they got to lower that price, and now it doesn't have the value they thought it did. And now what? we got to find other things that are more valuable. But does that mean that we have to rape and pillage people? You know, if something is of value... To, like, I think growing our own food is going to become of value. Bartering is going to become of value. Um, a higher value. People are going to find ways of... Um, in a sense, paying for things without paying in the way that one would expect. Okay, I don't have dollars. I don't have dollars to pay for this. However, it makes sense to trade. Let's say I got, I can make tomatoes in my garden or tomatoes. I can make tomatoes in my garden. And this person over here um, owns a paint store. And they like tomatoes, and I want paints. And so I say, all right, guess what? I'll trade you. I'll trade you. And they might say, well, tomatoes out, out in, the, in the market are only worth this, whereas paints are worth this. Okay, sir, this is a new world now. Sir or madam, this is a new world now. We're not obligated to charge those prices. How do you know that my tomatoes, I don't normally charge, uh, I don't charge market value. I charge higher than that. How do you know I don't charge $20 per tomato? So think about that in terms of value, sir or madam. My $20 tomato is worth more than your $8 bottle of acrylic paint. See? It's such an intriguing thing, isn't it? You just, though, the wheels go round and round. The tail, the tail keeps turning. The tail keeps turning. The dog keeps chasing that tail. God, it's just crazy. So, let's get back to the conspiracy theory aspect. I, I like to know when... Corporations are being nefarious when they're taking advantage of the people. Um, I find like these virtue signals is just kind of icky. Oh yeah, we're donating, you know. Dove, like I saw on Twitter. Dove is, look at our website for what Dove is doing to help out during this crisis. Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting everybody know how heroic you are. So you make $180 million in sales each year. I want to give a million of that to people who have the disease and don't have the health care to, you know, keep themselves on ventilators? How about that? That would be a heroic thing. I want you to do that. Give away one million of your 180 million dollars and what I'd like to know is 
how much money is your CEO making? Is he, some of these CEOs, it's neat. I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see it. Uh, where they're taking pay cuts. So that's good. If they're normally making $6 million a year. They're taking a pay cut. So they're only making, you know, maybe $3 million or something. Now, where that other money goes, does that go to the employees? Is that evenly distributed among the employees? I don't know. I don't know. However, you know, as, as one could see, these, these are things that make me, that inspire me to look deeper, to look behind the curtain, like Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz is such an incredible uh, symbolic representation of what's going on. Oh, there is so much extraordinary, extraordinary symbolism. Extraordinary. Extraordinary symbolism going on, man. Inescapable. Inescapable. Knowledge, inescapable knowledge, and uh, metaphorical informationals. I love me my metaphorical informationals. So when you look behind the curtain, oh, pay no mind to the men behind the curtain, pay no mind. If you catch them with their hand in the cookie jar, then they, then they. Try to say that you're uh, you're a spy. Oh, he caught me with my hand in the cookie jar. Uh, he he uh, he's uh, he's a uh, he's a Hungarian. He's he's working with Hungary. Uh, uh, with uh, uh, he's a Hungarian spy. He's he's uh, he's caught me doing this thing, and, and I. Uh, he hacked it. That's that's yeah. That's what he did. That's what he did. He hacked it. And 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 while you're at, and while you guys are at it, erase all evidence on those security cameras, please. Now, please, erase those security cameras. Sorry, we lost all the footage. We lost all the footage on security cameras. However, that man is a Hungarian spy. He he uh, he he. Don't listen to a word he's saying. Oh, and, and pay no mind to those security cameras. The, the, the evidence, uh, I, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. There's no, uh, no, 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 no evidence uh, of me with my hand in the cookie jar. Uh, in that security footage, there's, uh, there's, no, 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 no. There's a lot of this stuff going on. Isn't it funny? Like, even though we wear these suits and we use these, uh, this jargon, which in a lot of cases is just a subtle form of uh, brainwashing, because it gets it farther and farther away from the actual words. Like, like lawyers. Are you a lawyer? Do you know any lawyers? They teach a special language. Why do you have to learn that language? Well, here's one benefit it confuses jurors. Indictment, injunction, 
uh, you know, there, there's a lot of words there that the everyday lowest common denominator sort of juror that they're trying to, they're trying to pick, that they're trying to pick, the lowest common denominator, the person who's just like, hypnotized, hypnotized by TV. Um, the everyday person is just not, they're not going to be able to follow along. I can't follow along. I'm no better, you know, I said, I want to see these lawyers, man, talking, talking, jibber, jabber, yibber, yabber, ali, ali, oxen, free. All this crazy lingo, this language, it's not necessary, is it? But I guess that's why you're paying those high intuitions at colleges to be a lawyer. So you can learn that lingo. It's a magician. They're magicians. They're not all bad. They are learning magic tricks. They are learning magic tricks. So, yeah, that's why it's it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? The conspiracy theories, because you could see so many testimonials from people who were there, who saw stuff, um, who used to work there. They're whistleblowers. They have the redacted documents. They got the emails in their hands. They got the, you know, they got it all. And if the accused is smart enough and they got a, a fellow magicians on their team they're going to be able to find ways to twist it that's what some of these great publicists are for they, they have to twist it twist it around some of them they can't get out of they can't get out of the quicksand you know their client is, in, is just in way too deep so they can't there's, they can't seem to they can't seem to find the the right like you know there there are certain programs out there uh, services that will scrub your data from the internet so when people go to look for it it's not there however what's beautiful is there's something called the wayback machine if you go to archive.org they got a wonderful device on there called the wayback machine and i don't know how they do it but from the little I understand, it takes screen shots, screen captures. Now, in some cases, they don't, they're, not, they're not able to get everything, but they can get a certain amount of information in these screen captures. And it gives you a pretty good history as to what that website used to look like. One of the ones that I've, thank God, I mean, this is the only way that I know about the Wayback Machine is that... Um, when I was investigating AndyKaufmanLives.com way back in the day, it's a much different website now. Um, the man who I believe is still behind it, Stephen Maddox, I think he he's cleverly kind of turned it into something, something different, like just this weird bogus kind of thing. He's a mastermind, by the way. Um... Going to the Wayback Machine. If you're an Andy Kaufman fan like myself, put in AndyKaufmanLives.com. Put it into the Wayback Machine, and you'll find a 
it'll look like a, it'll look like a series of dates, uh, uh, years at the top of the screen, and it'll show squares of the months within that year. So let's say if you choose two thousand three. Within that year, you can check the particular months and the particular days within those months. So you can actually see how AndyCoffinLives.com actually evolved through the years. It's quite, it's really quite fascinating. It's really, really quite fascinating. So imagine, you know, over the course of however X amount of, not like I said, it, do, it does not have everything on there, which I, I wish, I wish it did. So you guys could all share in the craziness. See, you, you it would probably, I mean, I don't know, depending on how late you stay up and everything, it, it, it might take you about a month or two to go through all of the information and just, just digest it. If you decide to do that, andykaufmanlives.com, if you decide to do that, imagine in your brain as your mind is, is bending and twisting in it and, and, and expanding in all kinds of crazy directions. Um, if, you're, if you're listening to this, you want to know more about this. I wrote a couple articles. I've been interviewed for the Huffington Post about it. It was quite, and possibly still is, an obsession for me. One I don't talk about as much as I used to. I was actually interviewed for a, you know, I was interviewed for the Huffington Post, and then that, that then is what led this group of documentary filmmakers from the UK. They'd done a um, documentary called Mirage Men about UFOs, and they came out to California, they interviewed me about this to, you know this this website about Andy Kaufman lives. I got to meet some of Andy Kaufman's friends, close personal friends. I got to sit there, sit in there on some interviews. Oh man, it was just it was just great, man. It was just great. I'm still friends with these folks to this day. It's crazy to meet some of these folks that I have had known on the internet. And now I'm friends with Andy Kaufman's friends. Man, it's just crazy. You, you, see, this is what happens when you follow your passion. It's so funny because I forget how many examples I have of examples where I just followed my passion. Just went for it. I just followed it. I, didn't, I, didn't, I was not expecting anything. A lot of times these days we're taught to sort of manufacture. And yeah, you can reverse engineer stuff. You can manufacture stuff, sure. Uh... When it comes from authenticity, what's beautiful about that is that you're, you're, you're choosing to trust in the universe and the direction it's going to lead you. You're, ch you're trusting your intuition. Intuition. Infinity. You're dipping into that, that reservoir of information. Of infinity. And, uh, gosh, this has been so pleasurable talking talking to you guys and drawing digital digital drawing at the same time man 
it's so crazy. I'm doing this. I'm doing this for the first time. So that's, you know, you follow your heart. You follow your heart. You don't know where it's going. You're not expecting it to lead you. Oh, what if this? What if that? What if this? Okay, if you're if you're if you're worried or 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 questioning it like that, then you're just you're doing it wrong. And by doing it wrong, you're it's an overanalyzation of something that you know, when you look, the imagination is vast and wide. And It's, it's something that it deserves, um, what's what I'm thinking of? Respect. The imagination deserves big time respect. So without imagination, this conversation wouldn't be happening, would it? No. And where's imagination? Imagination is plugged into all that is the ever, in uh, the ever fi- uh, infinite, eternal joy, excitement, happiness. Those are the things that symbolize imagination. Torture, you know, torturous, uh, um, torturous art. Mm. That, that really should never enter the equation. It should never enter the equation. Tortured art, tortured artist. Gosh, why? Why be a, tor- why be a tortured artist? Why? What's the use of that? What is the use of being a tortured art- artiste? There is nothing good, nothing good about it. not going to get I mean what's the point of being an artist to channel art to be at service to something that has nothing to do with a corporate entity has nothing to do with following directions from anybody or anything except your own heart And man, what a shame when people let let that stuff get in the way. The fear, oh God, why? Imagination is freedom. Imagination is safety. Imagination is boundless uh, authority, approval, boundless stretching, boundless growth. A continually evolving, opening just something to just go wow what what oh what 
It's what that's what it's for. So we look at it. We go, oh what? <laughs> wait, 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 what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Man, this is this is so much fun. I gotta say, tell you this digital painting. So, following your heart. Max Neptune, that movie that I was in, I told you guys about it many times. Max Neptune and my scene squid. Followed my heart. Followed my heart. It's it's a true it's a a true and pure willingness. To to just surrender, just go, go, dude, just do it, man. Just go, dude, just do it, man. You know, why die in a deathbed? Wondering what that would have been like to test it out. Take yourself to the future. Let's go on a journey. Take yourself to the future. You're lying on your deathbed right now. Your future self is lying on their deathbed. You're lying there on your deathbed. Go there with me. Go there with me. You're lying on your deathbed. You're lying on your deathbed. Go there with me. Are you there? Are you on your deathbed with me right now? We're on your deathbed together. We're on your deathbed together. Does it feel good to know that you chickened out on doing all those things that you could have just gone ahead and tried? All those positive, exciting, experimental tests, artistic projects. Does it feel good to know you dropped the ball on that? That you didn't have the guts to go through with that? Does it feel good? Is there anything in you that wishes that you would have taken that chance? Do it all feel that? That that wish? Do you feel that desire within you? That desire that says, you know, wow. That really, actually, that would have been really cool if I had given that thing a chance. You know, Susie in uh, middle school. God. Why didn't I just ask her to the dance? Why was I so worried about what my parents would think? Why was I so worried about getting teased by my cousins or my friends? Well, we were ruled by someone else's discernments. That's a good that's a good word. We were ruled by someone else's discernments. <coughs> we we took their word for it. We defaulted to their idea as to what was 
the cool thing to do, the hip thing to do, the thing that was going to get us all the girls, the thing that um, that was going to enable us to beat out the competition. You know, it's like, I just feel like a lot of times we're, we're just misdirected. And, you know, this is, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, I'm not trying to give Martin Luther King speech here. I'm not trying to say anything brand new that, you know, hasn't been said. What I am, you know, in care of here is reminding us of it, pointing it out. So here we are on your deathbed. Do you think of anything that you wish you would have done differently? Any relationship? I mean, heck, you don't even have to be on your deathbed right now. Let's say just right now in your moment, right here while we're talking. Is there anything in your life that you wish you would have done differently? A girl that you really liked who, you know, made advances on you and you just, you could tell she wanted you to kiss her. You could, you could tell, but you just didn't. You didn't, because you didn't believe it. You didn't believe it was actually worth the embarrassment, I guess. Is that what it is? Is that the thing? That's the thing that's pretty much holding us back. It's that embarrassment. You know, it's so funny how we hear about that with public speaking. One of the biggest fears is public speaking. Why is that? It's embarrassment. It's the fear of looking stupid in front of a crowd. Well, what crowd are we afraid of looking stupid in front of? The ones that we want to play touching games with. The ones that we're trying to impress. Is it the ones that we want to get a job with? Is it the director that we hope hires us for their movie? Is it that pretty lady over there that we hope likes us and might want to uh, 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 collaborate later? Etc. Etc. So forth. So, do you have any of those regrets right now? I'm curious. I'm curious what they are. You know, I'm real curious what they are. Do you have regrets? Call the hotline. Leave it on here. You don't even have to say your real name. Just, just give us the story, man. I think I'm not sure how long it'll record of you, but you know, please give give the story. Let the let the audience hear about the regrets you had, and and I want you to speak from the, your deathbed. Okay, let's go back to that deathbed. And imagine it's not just me here with you; it's everyone here who's listening. We're all on a deathbed together, aren't we? Right now, if if we're choosing to let our minds go there, we're all on the deathbed. And are we worried about, you know, the impression we made on someone or the impression that we wish we could have made on someone? The impression that we never, you know, that we'll never know about because we never took the, we never took the opportunity to, to say something in that moment. So now... 
take yourself back to now. What kind of memories do you want to give that person? Do you want them to just be laughing right now to themselves, going, oh my God, did I, I actually did that. You know, sometimes we'll tell the story and, and we'll, we'll embellish the story, you know, and then you'll find yourself going into like the superhero mode where you, you know, you really told them, you told them how they, you know, they needed to hear it. And then, but you realize it didn't, that it didn't happen that way, but you're, you're kind of saying it out loud to the person and they're like, wait, did you actually say that? And many of us go, yeah, I actually said that to him. Because we want to, I think the important thing is when we hear someone go, did you, when we ask someone, did you really say that? Well, we're living vicariously through them right at that moment, through that story. We're living vicariously through them. We're defaulting. We're, we're, it's a suspension of disbelief kind of thing. It's like watching a movie and then sort of associating with a character in it. And you just go, all right, I'm just kind of melting into this right now. I'm not going to analyze camera angles. I'm not going to, you know, keep my ears on the dialogue. I'm just going to watch it. And I think that's what happens with, with stories. If we really want to get into a story, we really got to just surrender to it. We can't, you know, so... That's part of the fun. And I think that's why we like to go, wait, did you, did you, you actually said that? Oh my God, that's great. Because I think what happens is a, mo- a few things. Like, first of all, we're excited that they had the bravery to say, say this particular thing out loud. Because many of us would think, whoa, I would never say it out loud. Oh my God, he actually said that out loud. Oh my God. There's, 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 there, there's some kind of, there's an excitement in there. Oh my gosh, that's so Okay, you know what? I think I'm going to tell that to my boss. Yeah, I'm going to say that to my boss, too. I'm going to use those same words. Yeah, I'm going to ask for a raise, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say that. Ooh, and then, ooh, we're getting ready for the zonker. And then comes this, and then comes this, and that, and this. Ooh, they're not going to know what what hit them. They're not going to know what hit them. So there's this, like secret desire of, of sort of wanting to be that superhero of really speaking our mind because a lot of us are you know subliminally programmed into just being docile and yes 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 sir yes sir you know I better not be uh, insubordinate here to my superior uh, um, um, office manager because I don't want to lose my job I don't I don't want to lose my job. Oh my God, I don't want to lose my job. So I think that's why we, we kind of uh, we admire those who are saying things that are uh, like un, these uncommon things. It's like, you know, the, the joy that you, you sometimes get when you hear a, uh, when you're there and you see a, a person who just has no filter and they just go for it and they're just like, yeah, well, burr, 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 burr. they're not being mean. They're telling, quote, telling it like it is. Now, a lot of folks will use that as sort of an excuse to just be jerks to people. Like, yeah, what can I say? Tell it like it is. If you can't take it, then burr, 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 burr. 
I'm not, I'm not referring to that. I'm not referring to that. I'm talking about the tell it like it is type of thing where it's just like, look, this, you know, with, without, without having to be a jerk, basically, but it's just kind of saying it. So, just saying it, like uh, my sister was at the grocery store, she said she pulled into a spot, and there's a lady parked there, she had to turn it, pull into the spot really strangely, because the lady parked crooked, and so while she was kind of, she was kind of in her car and kind of getting ready to, to go out. And then she heard, uh, oh, that, that's what it was. The lady either just parked there or was about to leave or something, something. But Jenny didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. And this uh, fella, what words are okay these days? Slow. Okay, he's a slow guy. Is that an okay thing? Special. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what toes I'm gonna step on or not step on. So, a slow guy. We'll just say slow. Uh, you know, that's that's part of the that's part of the interesting thing too. Like who, who are the people that I'm worried about offending? If I offend them and they know that I'm not trying to offend them and I'm using the best vocabulary possible. I guess the thing is we secretly want to know that no one's insulting this particular thing that we identify with or associate with it or, or have some sort of, you know, it hits close to home. Like, I better not say that it hits close to home. Well, he doesn't know where your home is. He doesn't know where your home is. If he's... Uh, from the Navy and he does Navy jokes and he talks about airplanes, you know, and it offends you because your grandpa who was a, 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 you know, a metal, you know, receiver of, you know, the Air Force. Okay, so he's in, he, he recently dies in the military and here comes this military guy telling Air Force jokes. Now, uh-oh, you know, oh, that's hitting close to home. You're going to offend me. Well, if we were worried about every little offensive thing. Anyway, anyway. That's a whole thing, isn't it? That's a whole thing. I'm Norwegian, but I don't care if anyone makes fun of Norwegians. You know? I don't know. Makes him feel good about himself? Then that or I just leave if I feel truly offended. You know? That's their, that's their joke. That's their thing. Maybe if I get offended, I, it's because I find myself associating with something. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. No, it's not racist, it's cultural. Like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, totally. No, yeah, we do eat, you know, Norwegians eat lutefisk. Yeah, 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 fish, it's fish, yeah. No, totally, ah, oh, my God, that's a great joke. How many Australians all the time have to hear Crocodile Dundee, Dundee jokes? All the time. Barbie? How many times have they heard shrimp on the Barbie? How many times in their life? Any, uh, as many, for every person who has seen Crocodile Dundee, imagine how many, so that would be an interesting statistic right there. How many of you, oh shoot, we're at the end, we're at the end, we'll talk to you later.
It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto.